Welcome to the Debbie Big Board, part of the Rookie Big Board Network. I'm your host, Skip Newton, joined by my co-host, Matt Cooper. Matt, I got to ask you right off the bat, who is your Heisman guy? Who do you think is going to win the award? Or or if it's different, who do you want to win or who do you think deserves it? I think Jaden Daniels deserves it for my money. He's had a historically great season. Um, better than Joe Burrow's 2019 season, which is one of the best all-time quarterback seasons in, in college football, and he won the Heisman. Um, I don't know what's going to happen. I feel like it should be an individual award, and he's had the best individual season, but because his team has lost some games, you know, they may end up giving it to uh, Penix or Knicks. I don't think Marvin Harrison's going to win it. And so those are the finalists. Those are your four guys. I, I think – probably they're going to end up giving it to Penix, um, who's had a great season. No disrespect to Michael Penix, but for my money, Jaden Daniels deserves to win the Heisman. I agree. I, I, that would be my choice as well. It just, it's really tough to ignore that kind of a season. And it's not like they're, you know, five and six, right? I mean, they've, mm-hmm. they've been good. It's just, they're not Washington good. So yeah, yeah. very they interesting. Don't have a defense. They don't have a defense, but that's not a knock on Jaden Daniels. I mean, he's, putting up video game numbers every single week. What more do you want the guy to do? Right, exactly, exactly. Well, on today's show, we are going to be discussing the transfer portal and obviously focusing on the Devi players and how we think the portal might impact their value. Are people going to rise? Are people going to fall? You know, obviously we don't know exactly where everyone's going, but can do a little speculation here. And I think, I think just being in the portal says some things about some players right off the bat but folks it is draft season get ahead of your league mates with in-depth and consistently updated rookie rankings supporting dynasty and devi rankings the 2024 rookie guide and access to the rbb discord where you can get personalized trade draft and roster construction advice the Rookie Big Board is a proven resource that was ahead of everyone else on Justin Jefferson, identified Puka Nakua as the best sleeper prospect of 2023, and helped patrons get great fantasy football value on Justin Herbert, CeeDee Lamb, Chris Olave, Sam Laporta, and many, many more. You can get access to the Rookie Big Board resources for as low as $5 a month or save 15% with an annual subscription. That is cheaper than the Grinch figurines I bought for my wife for Christmas. Can't say that too loud, guys. She might be hearing. So, very excited for Christmas. It's just a couple weeks away. Getting pumped. Have you have you completed your shopping yet, Matt? Yes, I have. Yes, nice, I have. nice. <clears throat> good to be on top of things. Right. I've just got a couple more, but I'm I'm feeling pretty feeling pretty good. All right. Well, let's let's just start off with quarterbacks, and it is an acceptable response, Matt, to just say. I don't care about this player. He's not Debbie worthy. Let's move on. But I want to bring him up because there's a lot of guys out there. And of course, we're not going to name them all, but just anyone that might have might have relevance. Cam Ward uh, leaving Washington State. He, of course, transferred there a couple of years ago, put together a really good season this year. So it's looking like he's thinking about transferring up, I would assume. Mm-hmm. And then to improve his draft stock for 2025 is the likely idea here. What what do you think about Cam Ward? Yeah, I mean, he's a guy that his name has kind of been hanging around Debbie circles for a couple of years now, but he's not really jumped out and done anything to 
get you really excited. I mean, there's some traits there, and he and certainly he's put up some good numbers in a Pac-12 conference that's been offense, offense, offense uh, on a bad team. So there's enough there to be interested. Certainly, if he lands in the right spot, I agree with you. He's probably going to transfer up. He's getting reportedly uh, NIL offers of over a million dollars from different schools. And the the school that I've heard him rumored to the most is Ohio State. So obviously, if a quarterback with some good traits and tools goes to an Ohio State team that tends to be loaded with great weapons and a national spotlight and potentially a playoff game and scouts watching like that, certainly um, he's – if he ends up at Ohio State, he's going to present himself with an opportunity to definitely become a very, very interesting Debbie name next season. I'll say that much. Yeah, if if he gets to Ohio State, then it's it's big time value up, in my opinion. That I mean, that could be your immediate window to try and trade him if he's already on your roster, because that that's exciting. Ohio State has a very what I'll call NFL and stat friendly offense. And obviously they've got talent galore at wide receiver every season. So that's, that would be huge. Of course, there's an opening because another player, Kyle McCord has entered his name into the portal. So this one, this one, I guess surprised me, but maybe it shouldn't. I, I expected Kyle McCord to transfer a couple of years ago and he waited it out. He got the job. And so th- is this telling us that he <clears> is, he has been told he's not the guy. From what I heard, he had a conversation with Ryan Day. Ryan Day didn't say you're not the guy, but he was frank that, hey, we are looking at the portal to bring in other options to compete, and you are not guaranteed a job if you stay. And so he decided to leave. Um, and it makes sense, right? Like that team was loaded. He held them back this year. He's the reason they didn't win a national championship, most likely this year. They were loaded at literally every other position. And it was painful to watch him play. Uh, Every time I turned on Ohio state, it was like, man, Kyle McCord stinks. So he's probably transferring down. I've heard rumors of Nebraska. That's not good. So he's just going to say, we take him at Minnesota. We have an opening. So, (laughs) so yeah, I mean, he's not a Debbie asset. I'm not interested. He's one of those. We can just move on. I think he's going to transfer down. What little stock he might have had. It's gone now that he's leaving OSU. The only reason he leaves OSU is because he's not, they they don't want him anymore. So, okay. Yep. Not a Debbie asset. I agree. I think we, we agreed on that before the season. We weren't too excited about him winning that job. Riley Leonard Duke is transferring. Now this is an expected transfer up. I think we've heard Notre Dame. Is that correct? Mm, That is what I've been hearing. And I mean, it's certainly Notre Dame is a program with more national attention and typically, you know, a better team than, than what this Duke program has been known to be, but they aren't necessarily known for cranking out NFL quarterbacks and they don't have a ton of great receiving options awaiting him there so this one is a little like i'm not super hyped about the spot and i mean even though he did play through injuries and there are reasons for it he was pretty terrible this year like he was a guy that i hoped would take a step forward because he's got some traits with his mobility and his arm talent and he actually took a big giant step backwards so uh i'm not too interested in him right now from a debbie standpoint but i don't think he's like 
a totally dead asset. Like I would love to see him come in this year at a school like Notre Dame and play well and kind of rejuvenate his draft stock a little bit because the 2025 class needs more quarterbacks in it, frankly. Um, but I don't know. Like he's 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 a guy that I'm going to have to believe, see it to believe it at this point. Um, I'm I'm skeptical on Riley Leonard. Yeah, I think the only reason he's even somewhat intriguing is the rushing upside. Whenever mm-hmm. a quarterback can can Pretty look much. good running the football course for fantasy football, we we care about those players more. A guy that we liked early, got excited about. Then he started to taper a little bit. Dante Moore, the true freshman, going to leave UCLA. What rumors do we have on his potential destination, and do we think this is a good move for him? Yeah, so for one thing, all the rumors are that Chip Kelly's gone, right? So um, that's part of it. The coach that recruited him to UCLA is not going to be there anymore. Um, He did get benched down the stretch for Ethan Garbers. And frankly, the Pac-12 is dying. So, although I don't know, uh, is UCLA, I don't know what conference they're even going to be in next year. I can't keep track of it all, but Big 10 they're with us. Okay. There you go. So, but everything that I've heard is that he's transferring up, that he's got lots of big name schools kind of vying for him and that he's probably going to land at one of these like playoff type of schools. I mean, Michigan's probably the number one team that I've heard for him a couple of times. I've heard Oregon as well thrown out there. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think he's going to land at a big program with big time talent around him with a shot at a national championship. And that's going to be really good for his stock. I, I, I'm still really excited about him as a player, despite the down year. If there's a buy window, I'd love to buy him. I don't know that there is, but hey, worth a shot, right? So, this, yeah, this is probably it. I mean, I, I don't know if it's going to get any lower than right now before we know what school Dante Moore is going to, because if he goes to a school that excites people, then now the, the value is going to trickle up there. So yeah, I think go get him now. If, if you want to, you want to get Dante Moore. I mean, he's got two more years to develop and that's a good thing. So we're, we're okay mm-hmm. with that. All right. The next guy in the list is DJU, DJ Uyunglele. He, of course, five-star prospect started off red hot, filling in for for Lawrence at Clemson and then struggled and then transferred and had a a nice bounce back season but it feels like a lot of people kind of went with the too little too late mentality like nobody's really ready to get back on the DJU train do we care about his prospects again former five star where are we at here I think that there is a path for him to return to relevance. I don't know that it's what I would predict to happen, but I could see it being kind of a Bo Nix-ish thing, right? Where, you know, he looked terrible early on at Auburn. The Debbie community kind of left him for dead, and he kind of stuck around college long enough to revive his stock, and he still had all the physical tools. And so when he started to actually play well in college, people are like, hey, maybe he is, you know, maybe the NFL will like this guy. And uh, I I think that's kind of the path for DJU. I mean, obviously this is going to be a long time now that he's stuck around school. Um, The the rumor, and and of course, who knows where he actually lands, but what I've heard uh, him connected to the most is Florida State, which that's a big – program they were you know they've been in the news a little bit lately i don't know if you've heard they went undefeated and didn't make the playoff all all they do is win uh brutally (laughs) unfair uh if you ask me but we won't get 
down that road. Um, but yeah, Florida State. I mean, they've got they've got weapons. They've got national attention. They've got scouts coming to their game. They they're going to have a, a chance to be in the conversation at the end of the year for the playoff, most likely. So yeah, that would be a pretty great landing spot for reviving his his Debbie stock. And he did play much better at Oregon State this year than he had the last few years at Clemson. And and we saw how much Klubnik struggled too. So I think it's fair to start to wonder like, was it just DJU or were there some bigger issues going on with Clemson and and the way that they've coached the offensive side of the football and their offensive line and their complete lack of wide receivers. So I think you know, whereas it was so easy when he was there to just blame DJU, I think now in hindsight you can go back and say, well, it was there was a lot more going on there than just him. And certainly he's got a lot of physical tools that the NFL would like. So I think he's got an uphill battle, but certainly if he'd land somewhere like Florida State, that's pretty interesting. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I'm glad you brought up the point about Kate Klubnick because I was thinking the same thing and you, you went right to it. So excellent point there. All right, the next guy, not sure where you feel or how you feel about Dylan Gabriel. He's rumored to maybe be going to Oregon, maybe USC. I mean, first, let's talk about first, do we care about Dylan Gabriel at all as far as a Debbie prospect? Um, Not really. Like, I, he's not a guy that I've watched enough of to, like, definitively say he's not. And from a statistical standpoint, he's one of the best quarterbacks in college football. Um, I I just don't see a whole lot of NFL traits to get excited about. I think he's a good college quarterback, a really good college quarterback. Um, I I just don't see him being any higher than like a late day two. Like he profiles to me as an NFL backup. Um, And and the only way he can kind of change that, I guess, is to go to one of these big schools like an Oregon or a USC and have a Heisman type campaign uh, on a big national stage and, you know, maybe even compete for a national championship. Like these big landing spots at least give you a chance. But for him as a player, I just, I think he's a good college quarterback without a whole lot of NFL upside personally. Yep. I, I would agree there. Now let's talk about the school. He's leaving Oklahoma. Does that open things up for Jackson Arnold? Yeah, I think it does. I mean, who knows? Like, they could bring somebody else in via the transfer portal, but at least as of what's right there, like, he's the best quarterback on the roster. He would come in in garbage time to clean up uh, in a lot of these blowouts that OU had this year, and he looked good. Like, the very limited sample size that we saw of Jackson Arnold this year, he looked really good. So I think he's their guy. They recruited him. They've developed him. He sat behind Gabriel for a year, and – now Gabriel's transferred out. I, th- I think most likely it's his job now. Yeah. By the way, Gabriel's played five years. I am so ready for this this free season as a result of COVID to, to be done. Like, I don't know when <laughs> the statute of limitations is over on that thing, but it's like, good grief. It's like these guys, it feels like they just always have eligibility. Like, yeah. you know what? You can just play college until you're a doctor and then then you can move on. <laughs> I mean, that's what, that's what Bo Nix did. And Jaden Daniels kind of too, and it's worked out for them pretty good. But yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm with you on that. And, but I think Jackson Arnold could see his stock really rise next year. Like if it, if it is his job, which I expect it to be, and they're a good football team, which they certainly were this year. And he continues to play as well as what we saw in flashes this year. 
um, in a week 2025 class. Actually, he's 2026 class. 2026, yeah. Yeah, but anyway, I think he's a guy that could really see his stock rise next year as the full-time starter. Um, There's some mobility to his game, too. So uh, he's definitely – I mean, he's a guy that you might consider buying low on right now because he hasn't played yet, and he's not like a sexy name. But, yeah, Jackson Arnold, I think, four-star guy, pretty good talent, looked good in flashes this year, going to be starting in a major program next year. I'd put in some offers for Jackson Arnold. Yeah, I like that. Probably only on uh, deep Debbie rosters at this point. So another player rumored to potentially be going to USC is Will Howard. Now, I'm assuming we don't need to spend a whole lot of time on Will Howard as a Debbie prospect. Is that correct? Okay. I I don't think so. But but that's two (laughs) guys in the portal rumored to go to USC, and everyone should be asking the question, well, what does that mean for Malachi Nelson, true freshman, five-star? Everyone presumed he'd be taking over for Caleb Williams. And that's a bit of a concern. Is mm-hmm. are, Does this tell us they're not seeing what they need to see in practice? Or are these rumors maybe unsubstantiated and, and we yeah, shouldn't be worried? that's a great question. And I don't know that we can fully know the answer to that. Um, we can speculate. <laughs> that's what we love to do on podcasts, right? Speculate. Um, I I think where there's smoke, there's fire. And it does seem like USC right now is in the market to bring in one of these veteran transfer portal quarterbacks. And it maybe it's like an open competition with Malachi Nelson, but like names like Dylan Gabriel and Will Howard, like those are two of the top names in the portal. You don't bring those guys in, I don't think, without promising them a starting job, right? So it kind of depends who they bring in, if they bring anybody in, but I would definitely be sweating a little bit if I had Malachi Nelson shares. Cause he was not cheap to acquire uh, for, for most of your leagues. He was one Oh one or one Oh two last year, depending on how you viewed him versus Dante Moore. And uh, yeah, I mean, you, you thought it was a given that, Hey, you know, he's going to sit a year behind Caleb Williams, then it was going to be his job. And now that, maybe isn't the case. And if that's not the case, then I'm real nervous. Right. Yeah. And and especially like you, you know, you mentioned Gabriel and Howard. It's like, why, why would these guys go through the trouble of transferring so they can play out, you know, their, their six, seventh, eight seasons, whatever, and not actually play. I mean, that would be really weird. It's like, no, I'm, if I'm transferring, I'm going somewhere where I'm going to play. So yeah, that, that wouldn't make sense to me at at all. Lincoln Riley, I think is coaching for his job right now. So, you know, maybe that's why they're looking at the portal because he's seeing Malachi Nelson in practice every day. And he's like, hey, if I start Malachi Nelson next year, I'm losing my job. So, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. That, that could be the case. So, yeah, it's concerning. Yeah, actually, it's something to monitor. to face some sure. defenses in the Big Ten next season. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right, we will discuss the non-quarterbacks, the Debbie guys in the portal in just a minute. But first, I want to make sure you know that the Rookie Big Board is now partnered with Underdog Fantasy Football. This is the best app for fantasy contests. They are running 2023 NFL playoff contests as well as daily contests for the NBA, NHL, and more. You can join the RBB crew on Underdog by using the promo code RBB. It will get you a 100% match on your first deposit and help us grow. I am using that app all the time. It is a fun app. Always, 
always a little more fun to put put a little bit of money on something. Play play some of those guys that you don't have on your fantasy teams. You can still <laughs> still capitalize on on their good games every every Saturday, Sunday, or whatever day that they happen to be playing. All right, only really one running back right now to talk about. I'm sure this will change, but Raheem Sanders, the Rocket, leaving Arkansas, disappointing. 2023 campaign for sure. <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe one of the absolute biggest fallers in Debbie this season. Oh, yeah. So he isn't going to turn pro. He's not going to declare, we're assuming. I mean, it, it could still happen, but that would be an odd change. What do we think? Is it just a matter of finding a a top school? where he gets the opportunity to kind of, you know, set himself up for, for more success. And then he can show everyone that, Hey, my 2022 season wasn't a fluke. Yeah. I mean, that's the hope, right? Um, if you have shares of rocket Sanders and I actually, I saw a tweet from, from Matt Hicks saying, you know, Hey, Sanders was a consensus preseason top three running back in the class before suffering a set of injuries I think just kind of glossing it over with the injuries is a little bit of like rose colored glasses for me. I think there's more to it than that. Wherever he transfers to, I hope it that transfer comes with a 15 pound weight cut. And um, the rumor that I saw today, again, you know, just rumor, who knows? I saw that he visited with South Carolina. Now, you mentioned, is he going to go to a top program where he can really showcase his skill set? I think we would probably agree that South Carolina Gamecocks do not fit that description. <laughs> so, I mean, there there's some, like, intriguing pieces there with – I mean, Juice Wells is transferring out. Leggett is gone. Uh, who knows who their quarterback is going to be after Rattler. But they do have um, – oh, gosh, um, Nick Harbor. They have Nick Harbor, who's interesting. Um. But yeah, like if South Carolina is the best that Rocket Sanders can do, that's concerning. And if he doesn't cut weight, like I'm still going to be out on him. So I think it's a little optimistic to think, oh, it was just the injuries. He's going to go to some big program, have a monster season, get right back to being who he was. I'm pretty worried about Rocket Sanders at this point. A transfer can only help, I think. Um I would not be excited about a South Carolina landing spot for him. No. And, and Raheem Sanders is the poster child for when a guy absolutely skyrockets in value and he's an underclassman where he's not eligible for the draft. Probably if, if you have him on your Debbie roster, probably a good idea to start looking to trade him. At Particularly at the running back position. Right. See what you can get. You You don't have to pull the trigger, but throw out some, some offers, especially if your dynasty roster is competitive and you, you need a piece, mm-hmm. you know, that that's a great opportunity for one of those teams. That's not competitive to add a Debbie prospect and give up, you know, somebody that, that, that they don't need, but that, you know, could help you for the next you know season mm-hmm. or two be competitive or maybe even longer. If there's an asset that you, you think is, is attainable. So something to think about, of course, we'll talk more about, that kind of strategy and value in further episodes. But you mentioned Antoine Juice Wells, uh, South Carolina wide receiver transferring. 
I've heard comparisons to kind of a Debo Samuel type playing style. He's he's physical and he catches pretty much everything thrown his way. And he looked good again on a team that most people, you know, don't get excited about. Wells, where where is he on your list of of wide receivers? Because he's one of those guys where I think I, I need to start moving him up. Yeah, he's intriguing. Um, certainly, if you follow um, Brandon Lejeune and his work, which we have shouted him out on this podcast many times, love what he does. He's a huge Antoine Wells Jr. fan and had him as a top five 2024 wide receiver coming into this year. Um, and then, of course, he was hurt pretty much all season. So in his case, I, I actually do think that it's fair to just blame the injury. I mean, he played like one game all season and he got hurt and didn't play for the whole game. So, and then he was out the rest of the year. So I don't, I don't think you can say that there's like some larger issue. And he's got good size at six foot one, 208 pounds. Definitely some good traits that he's put on tape. Uh, good production uh, prior to this season. Uh, it, so 2021 would have been his true sophomore year. And he had 1,250 yards and 15 touchdowns. 2022, his junior year, uh, he had 928 yards, so still almost 1,000 yards, another six touchdowns. And then this year he kind of dropped off with the injury. I'm very interested in him as a Debbie player, and I'm very curious to see where he lands. I think he probably is one who will transfer up. Uh, I've heard him connected with Georgia, which – Georgia's not really a good spot for wide receiver production. Um, they don't typically have a lot of history of getting their wide receivers drafted in the NFL either, <laughs> but it is a big program and he would be on a national stage. So I don't know. I'm curious to see where he lands. Color me intrigued at this point, but not totally sold. Yep. Yeah. I think that's fair. And in his first two years, was it James Madison? Do I get that right? Cause he transferred to South Carolina so he he's going to be going into his fifth season, if yeah. So I, I think that a... that season with uh, over a thousand yards, to over twelve hundred yards, I believe that was at a smaller school. Um, yeah, I don't then, I don't remember. Madison could be wrong, but it's right. He he came from another. And another then the school. the one with nine hundred and some odd, almost a thousand. That one was at South Carolina. So that yep, was in last the year. He put up nearly a thousand yards last year. So. Um, yeah. All right, let's get let's get to your guy. Of course, we've talked a lot about Evan Stewart. We've mentioned that he's transferring, you know, briefly, but you know, is he from officially a, in the portal or just rumored to be? Uh, that's a good. I think he. I think he's officially in. I. I don't know. It's. It's so hard to to keep track. There's I mean, it, so it's crazy in the portal right now. It really is right. Keep track of the um, and I'm sure there's a list out there somewhere that has the official names, but let's just assume for the sake of this discussion that he's in the portal. Is, is there a situation where his value can improve and, and go up even more? I mean, he's already in pretty much everybody's top three wide receivers for 2025. So I'm, I'm just, I mean, I'm kind of curious, like, what would he need to do or where would he need to go where everyone's like, Oh, now he's number one, you know, cause he, he, you can't get a whole lot higher than where he's at. I mean, him, it's him, Luther burden and, you know, insert, you know, one or two other names here, Tet McMillan, 
Wells, we just talked about, you know, maybe Travis Hunter, but I mean, he's already up there. He's tier one in the class. Yeah, he is tier one in the class. Um, that has not changed for me. Um, I, I'm now reading that he's not in the portal and that he seems like he's leaning towards returning to Texas A&M, which would be interesting. That would, um, that would mean that he would probably, that probably means Wegman is staying. And so he's kind of paired back up with Wegman who he had great chemistry with and was producing early on this year um, with Wegman as his quarterback and really things fell off when Max, Max Johnson took over. So I don't hate that for him, honestly, if he stays. Um, I mean, the team around him might not be great. They've, had a lot of guys hit the portal after Jimbo got fired and even a lot of their top recruits have decommitted. So the team might not be very good, but I think if he's with Wegman, I like that for both of those guys. Um, and if he transfers, I don't know. I, I don't think anything is going to really help or hurt necessarily. Um, and as long as you don't go to like Iowa or something, <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't know. Like I want to see him somewhere with some decent quarterback play. That's what I want to see, honestly. Yeah, because if if he starts getting, you know, five, six minimum catches per game where he's having a lot of those, you know, bigger games mixed in, you know, like this year he started off with two just fantastic games and then it kind of ducked down after that. But if he can get to be more consistent, I suppose, then it'll it'll just solidify him maybe mm -hmm. from an NFL prospect standpoint. Like, okay, this guy is, is a first-round pick in 2025. Yeah, which that, I think he is, and you know my my opinion of him has not really changed. You're right that he he really trailed off, but I think it had more to do with the quarterback play. Even if you go back to 2022 in his freshman season, down the stretch, I mean it was five, six, seven, eight receptions every single week. So uh, if he if he had a down 2023 season, I think it had more to do with with the team around him and the quarterback play and. I, I'm a huge fan. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. The, the last. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it, yeah, he's, he's exciting. It'll be fun. I suppose if he gets paired up with just a great offense and a great quarterback, that could really be, really be uh wheels up. Yeah. I'd like to see him have like a truly good college season, but. Yep. Yep. All right. Bull Collins, Clemson. It's been three years of potential and talent and, Nothing is really happening that's getting anybody excited. We talked about the Clemson offense, and maybe maybe there's a, a bigger problem there. But, I mean, he, this is a guy that would have to go, I think, to not only a, a school that's going to get a lot of visibility, but would he would have to be the, the alpha target and just put up a fantastic season for anybody to really start caring. Or am I, am I ignoring his traits? Uh, you are what traits? Uh, I'm yeah. not sure what traits right, you're referring to. Uh, <laughs> other than the fact that I guess he's tall, um, six foot three, but no, that's that's not a trait. That is a physical attribute. Um, there's a difference. No, I, I'm with you. I'm not really interested here. I don't think he would have to do a ton to revive his draft stock, and I just don't see it happening. I'm not sure that he's going to transfer. I mean, how do you transfer up from Clemson? Like Clemson's a huge, massive. <laughs> so, so like anything that he does is going to be like lateral at best. Cause I don't think he's being considered by like the Ohio States of the world or anything. So right. I, yeah, he's not highly lateral at no. best, probably a down, a transfer down. And 
yeah, I just don't see it. I'm, I'm not too interested in him. He's a big name. So if you can, I don't know, if he lands somewhere and there's some hype off of that and you can sell him, I would, I would absolutely do that. Agreed. Yeah. Any, any pick you can get, if you get a, a Debbie pick, just, just reset and, and let him go. I think that's a, a safe strategy on Bo Collins. All right, that is it. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Debbie Big Board. If you have not already, do us a favor and leave a five-star review on whichever podcast app you are using. Make sure you're subscribed so you never miss any of the RBB action. We will be back next week. Looking forward to it already. Matt, have an awesome weekend. Of course, we'll chat as always. But thanks again for listening, everyone. Enjoy another weekend of football. Take care.